Well, hello there. It's another day, but not just any other day. It's the 4th of July. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. Yes, happy Independence Day to you. And to you too, my friend. Uh, got a lot of things to talk about. I have you know, it's a weird weekend it was. And, yeah. You know. I have more than we'll ever read. I mean, I got more stuff. It'll We'll never be able to make it. But fortunately, oh, there's tomorrow's show, too. And the next day after that, we could go for a month and never cover everything. You That's know that? true. That's true. Do you have any plans for the 4th of July? Are you going to any fireworks or laser show or anything like that? You know, it's funny you mentioned laser show. I thought about that. I actually have boxed away, you know, some night display lasers. But either way, and I thought, oh, you know, it'd be interesting to go set them up in the yard and give the neighbors a show. it would be fun and around the I airport. Thought, That's just too much work. It would be fun around the airports. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get in trouble? Holy moly. You know, I well, can't buy an airport. I cannot imagine uh, them using lasers for any kind of light show at nighttime because there are planes and they're still flying. And you got to think that in some areas they might uh, cause some turmoil. What we're talking about, friends, is that the lasers can, they can blind pilots. Yeah. If you're not trained at doing this and you have lasers in your in your house, just lying around, don't go out in your backyard and start throwing them around and pointing them in the air and stuff. I have lasers in my uh, boxed away. Yeah. Good. And I really don't know really how to use them, so they stay boxed away. That's good. <laughs> people are talking about the January 6th hearing still, and the people on the left, they're just so enthusiastic and excited. I think someone made a comment to you about the January 6th uh, uh, hearing. Oh, yeah. They were mentioning, well, what January 6th hearing uh, show are you watching? You know, are you watching it on Fox? Do they edit it? Because it's not the one I'm watching. And I said I would answer that on Monday's show. So here we know, are, <laughs> Mr. Judge. I'll just say it that way. Mm -hmm. The answer is um, they're not being edited on Fox. As a matter of fact, Fox is airing the same hearings that all the other networks are airing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just for just for your knowledge, you know, because what what do you call people sheeple? Yes. You know, I, uh, they, people who just follow dutifully along with uh, uh, a narrative are sheeple. So even though you're an intelligent human being, you are being led because all the testimony is edited and scripted. Now, also keep in mind, uh, sir, it's edited a, and scripted when, Bill? Before the yes. hearing. Yes. It happened it, before, and now there's a lot of post-editing going on because it is the summer uh, coming up to, you know, the midterms, and they got to see what they can do and reshape that. And uh, Cassidy was not a high-ranking person. No. Was a low-level person, very disgruntled that she didn't go, get to go to Mar-a-Lago. So this is her get-evens, and there has been a lot of refuting going on about the the, she got the facts wrong with uh, the limo and, and the SUVs. Uh, the Everything that she said is like the old song, heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who, you know. And yep. you know the song because we both worked at one of the same radio stations and like the same music. So, therefore, you're being misled. And the stories, Liz Cheney, her testimony mm -hmm. was correct up to a point. But then she forgot to mentioned the rest of the speech, which totally turned that thing around 360 degrees. Therefore, I'm just saying, you're getting edited testimony. And it's not just her, it's everybody, because everything has been refuted. But these major networks don't want to report that right now. Here are nine Cassidy Whoppers. Are you ready? 
Cassidy Hutchinson said President Trump attempted to grab the steering wheel of the beast and wrestle control from the Secret Service on January 6th. President Trump was not in the beast on January 6th. He was in an SUV, the presidential SUV. Uh, Secret Service agents are willing to testify against her ridiculous claim that he tried to wrestle the steering wheel away from the Secret Service. She said President Trump grabbed the neck area of Secret Service agent Bobby Engel. The truth is, Bobby Engel is willing to testify that that was a lie. Number three, Cassidy Hutchinson said President Trump broke dishes and flipped tablecloths on January 6th. President Trump refutes the nonsensical allegation. Cassidy Hutchinson claimed, this is the fourth claim she made, uh, she claimed to have written a handwritten note on January 6th. The truth was, former White House lawyer Eric Hirschman wrote the note and testified to that fact under oath previously before the committee. Number five, Cassidy Hutchinson said her boss, Mark Meadows, called Roger Stone on January 5th to find out what would play on the next day at the uh, January 6th rally. Roger Stone has never spoken to Mark Meadows outside of a conversation they had in a green room on 2019. To this day, I don't think they've spoken. Number six, Cassidy Hutchinson said Mark Meadows spoke with General Flynn on January 5th. And the truth is, General Flynn has never had a phone conversation with Mark Meadows. Number seven, Cassidy Hutchinson said General Flynn and Roger Stone participated by phone in a briefing in the war room in the Willard Hotel with Mark Meadows on January 5th. The truth is, it did not happen. Stone and Flynn have not spoken with Meadows on the phone ever. Number eight, Cassidy Hutchinson said Jeffrey Clark met with Rudy Giuliani and Trump campaign at the White House. The truth is, uh, this is a false claim. They never met or communicated. And number nine, Cassidy Hutchinson testified that Trump's White House counsel, Pat Cipollone, was at the White House the morning of January 6, 2021. The truth is, Pat, Pat Cipollone was not at the White House on January 6. So, I mean, the claims that she made, there are nine claims there that I just read to you in a couple of minutes, and I'm sure they're going to find more. As a matter of fact, oh, yeah. this morning I read where she had sent a, a, a text message to somebody, I believe Matt Schlapp, who was the guy who was in charge of CPAC, and um, in her text message, she called the January 6th committee BS. This was just before she testified. She said in a text message that this committee that she was going to speak in front of right. was BS. So well, there you go, folks. There's another thing I want to read to you, Bill. Um, all right. Here's what really happened on January 6th. Right. Okay. On January 6th, gas was $1.93 a gallon. There was zero inflation. The supply chain was functioning well. The economy was the strongest in 50 years. The border was controlled and secure. The Taliban wasn't armed with U.S. artillery and weaponry. Plenty of workers to fulfill labor needs. The stock market was at record highs. 401ks had record high values. Interest rates were at record lows. That's what was really going on on January 6th. 
We don't have any of that anymore. All of that is different. All of that has changed. And you can thank the administration and the, uh, the socialist in the administration right now. Well, they're doing a good spin job. I can tell you that. But then again, when you control all the media, well, that's what happens. There's an alternate narrative out there, but nobody wants to publicize it mm -hmm. because it doesn't suit what they have on their agenda to get out. So another thing that uh, I want to point out to you that happened uh, toward the end of last week, you know, Biden, he's in Europe or he was in Europe. And I don't think he's back G7. yet. I don't think, is he back yet? I don't, I'm not sure. But I don't know. They're not reporting on that. So yeah. um, I have no idea. I would think that he would be back because this is uh, an important weekend for the history of our country. Yeah, or but, it used to be. Used yeah, I know. Oh, I got, I got a story to read about that. Anyway, Biden on Thursday, he was talking to the media in a NATO press conference, and one of the reporters asked a good question. How long is it fair to expect American drivers and drivers around the world to pay that premium for this war? As long as it takes. So Russia cannot, in fact, defeat Ukraine and move beyond Ukraine. Did you hear that, folks? He was just asked, how long do you expect the American people to deal with, essentially, uh, the high prices for gas and fuel and his response was a terse, <laughs> as long as it takes, as long as we have to keep putting uh, our resources into the Ukraine. First of all, the gas started to go up before the Ukraine war. This Absolutely. Whole, yeah, this whole nonsense about Putin did it is just a diversion. This is a Joe Biden problem that he created. <laughs> Vladimir Putin didn't create our oil crisis. Joe Biden shut everything off. As a matter of fact, he's still shutting stuff off. He's oh, working man. right now to shut off offshore drilling in the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, yeah. You know, let's be clear. It is not just Biden, uh, Biden's agenda alone. No, this is part of the Democratic left and some, some on the right, too. Uh, there, there's some woke Republicans out there. This, oh, yeah. is, that, uh, this is that swamp mon monster yeah. that everybody's talking about. Then and Biden is their puppet, but Biden actually thinks that he's uh, pulling the strings and calling the shots and gets to run again in twenty twenty four. Oh yeah, I know. Now a lot of the Democrats don't want him to be even considering it because uh, he's down to a thirty one percent approval rating. I think the lowest of not just his term but any term thirty one percent approval rating uh, for President Biden, and I think that's kind of high. I can't imagine there's 31% who think he's doing a great job. All they have to do, those people have got to open their eyes and look around. Just look around. How much is gas today? Can you imagine the kind of problems we're going to have in the wintertime with the cost of fuel, the cost oh, of it's, eating fuel? It's, it's coming, and you still got the electrical grid out there that we got to worry about. And, uh, you know, there was a political poll that was out, and political is is a left-wing, uh, you know, puppeteer. But they were saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, the, the survey of, uh, of Americans shows that, uh, that uh, the uh, general public uh, trusts Democrats more than they trust Republicans on energy. <laughs> of course, that poll was by 2%. Uh, yeah. 40, uh, 41 uh, Democrat, 39 Republican. I'm going, oh, so the divider there is the independents, which are swinging right. And you have to... You have to ask, who did they poll? Who was well, polled? Do they poll 
uh, a thousand Democrats and three hundred Republicans in the poll? Did they weigh the poll? You know what about ratings and weighing uh, surveys Absolutely. and stuff like that? Absolutely, it was a hit piece. Yep. So it could Everything's have been a hit piece. They, can, they've got people coming out, you know, promoting Cassidy uh, that everything that she did was right, even though it was wrong. Yeah. Uh, there's somebody that is refuting um, the 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 one guy that's come forward to say, oh, what happened in the limo is all fake. And now they're saying, well, you know, he has a habit. Uh, he's a liar. He likes to make up stories. I'm going, oh, of course, of course. Yeah. They've got you, to come out with negativity on everybody. Have you ever asked yourself when you hear these people, these, quote, experts on television, mm-hmm. where the heck did these people come from and who the heck are they? I mean, you get somebody and they'll introduce them with, you know, the guy's got a suit and tie on. And his hair is cut neatly, and he looks erudite and distinguished. And they'll say, well, here is so-and-so. Uh, Mr. So-and-so, what did you think of uh, the testimony of Cassidy Hutchinson? I thought she was very believable. First of all, you have to ask yourself right up front, who the heck is this guy? Who is he? I mean, where does he come from? What are his bona fides, as they would see, say, or bona fides, however you want to say it? Has anybody ever been in, in a courtroom i'm sure most people have been in a courtroom sure and with every court case even if it's you going before the judge for a traffic ticket Mm -hmm. it's not the cop standing right there saying oh this so-and-so did this 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 this." and then the judge slams down a sentence they at least ask you for your defense in a real court you have an attorney right you have witnesses you get to rebut what they they said or at least correct what they said, and you have witnesses there. The January 6th has none of that. Oh, well, we got Republicans on there. We got Liz Cheney. Did you notice that Liz Cheney is running the narrative? And, of course, her dad and Trump didn't get along. Nope. She's defending daddy, mm-hmm. and she is so woke, She she's asking Democrats to switch their party. Yeah, I To know. vote for her because she is in the toilet so bad. So, you know what? Hang on to and, the tidy bowl, know, what lady. You, Go ahead. What you, what you said is interesting about uh, about courtroom cases. Uh, many times, a lawyer will bring on an expert witness, which is what these ha- they have on television. They're they're not expert witnesses. They're just uh, pundits. They're erudite uh, pundits who can come on. And they're expert witnesses, essentially. This is the same thing. And they bring them on. An expert witness is somebody that you've hired a doctor or whatever, to to testify for your client with a testimony that leans towards your client. That's what an ex- expert witness does. Mm-hmm. And that's what the TV networks, the Foxes, the CNNs, MSNBC, whenever they have an expert or a pundit on, they're there to make their point clearer, more definitive. Do you know? And that's Yeah, ex- and let me... Let me explain about an expert witness. Uh, they are a for-hire gunman. Absolutely. That's exactly what they are. They get paid. They get paid big bucks. You know, I was working on a, you know, on a case here a couple of weeks ago. No, I'm not an attorney, but I do dabble in that in, in the research mm-hmm. department. And even though the case had been won, it was the settlement matter of the money. Mm-hmm. And there was a case on that. And there was a witness, uh, an expert witness, to refute um, the damages that were done. And this person, out of, you know, 13,000 different people that they could have brought in, they went all the 
way down to South Carolina from Pennsylvania to get this expert witness. And his firm, that's all he does. Yeah. He's an expert witness all over the country. He doesn't care whether it's right or wrong. How much you going to pay me for this? That's my, right. my entry fee, sir, from the great state of South Carolina is going to be $100,000, and I can help you uh, beat that uh, judgment. And they get uh, hotel and uh, they get airline travel, not just any old hotel. They have requirements. They're like rock stars. You bring me up, I stay in the finest hotel. I get a uh, presidential suite, maybe. I get a flown-up business class so I can uh, enjoy my travel. I mean, these guys aren't uh, shuttled up on, uh, you know, People's Express. I know that's defunct, but you know what I mean. They're not, uh, they're they're taken to wherever they have to go uh, in a luxurious way, and then they're paid, like Bill says, usually a horrendous amount of money to testify on behalf of your client. And that's essentially what they do. You know, those, those contributors, when you see something on TV like CNN contributor or Fox news contributor, when it has the word contributor behind, that means they're being paid a, a regular salary from the network to be on call. They're being paid a nice chunk of change so that the networks can call and say, hey, uh, can you be in the studio at 9 o'clock? We want to interview you about this. That's how they make their money. Yeah, they're yeah, they're a paid professional. And you know what? It's funny. Uh, anybody that's articulate could probably get a job in their industry doing just that, and they could be the biggest fool or class clown of that industry, mm-hmm. but still be a paid professional. That's true. Andrew Mayorkas was on the uh, weekend. I think it was Face the Nation. And he was talking about that truck that was filled with the migrants that, uh, oh, with yeah. all those, I think 50 some people are, were found dead overheated right. for, he essentially blamed the migrants who were in the truck who died for their own outcome. I mean, the guy is, the guy is, uh, this guy, my is amazing. Then he had the audacity last week to stand up in front of the media and say the following and numbers could rise further from confusion over recent court orders and as smugglers continue to peddle misinformation to make a profit. We are prepared. The Department of Homeland Security is executing its comprehensive whole of government plan to manage current and potential increases at our border in a safe, orderly, and humane way. Let's see. The end, the end part there kind of knocks me out. Alejandro, would you repeat that, please? The, the end? Department of Homeland Security is executing its comprehensive whole-of-government plan to manage current and potential increases at our border in a safe, orderly, and humane way. So the key point to remember here is... We are prepared. <laughs> well, you know what? A, a, a safe, orderly, and humane. Mm-hmm. Humane. It almost sounds like uh, they're they're hurting animals. And you know what? Getting back to the original uh, statement of the story that you right. gave, uh, I'm sitting there going, I don't pin the blame on the people that were riding in the truck. I might pin, pin a little bit of blame on the driver because he knew what he was do- doing. He should lose his, uh, his license. But I pin the blame on the Biden administration. And who is the czar of the border? Uh, it's, uh, I think it's our vice president, Carmelo uh, Harris. Yeah. You know what? And th- so this invitation, which is an illegal, hey, come on over invitation, 
you know, sneak a ride in a truck, that falls on them. Why don't we have a hearing on that? The Guatemalan president over the weekend said that Kamala Harris has fallen down big time with regard to the border. He spoke to her last in January. In January, he wants to talk to her about the border situation. He's concerned with the population he's losing, and also many of them dying, leaving Guatemala and going up through Mexico into the United States. He wants to stop it. She's nowhere to be found. She won't talk to him. She hasn't discussed it. I don't think she has been to the border specifically since she was made the border czar. I mean, the lady is is out to lunch. And by the way, folks, if uh, Joe is removed, that would be uh, our next president. <laughs> you know, that, that, that thought right there scares the hell out of me. Yeah, me too. But then, you know, everything that's going on, uh, even with this January 6th, uh, you know, clown parade that they've got uh, in progress. And then who is it? Uh, Adam uh, Kinzinger? He's right. a Republican. Says, oh, there's even more damning information to come. Yes, well, friends, why don't you just put it all on the table? And let me ask a question. When in history, well, this is Donald Trump is going to be your answer. When in history has anybody been accused of so many different things. I mean, this is beyond a National Lampoon movie. I know. And, he, and by the way, he's been found innocent of everything. Yeah. You know, remember the, what was it, the uh, peeing in the bed uh, in the Moscow? Oh, that? that That was a, a, a narrative that they went with. <laughs> it was a lot of nonsense. Um, but you know, somebody's got to have a sick, tw- twisted, demented mind. Oh, I, to, I think he's on. I think it, or he's, to conceive and write the script. Oh, wait, scriptwriter. Yeah, I think he's already on the committee. <laughs> yeah. Hey, over, Adam. Over the weekend, also Ilya Ilyan Omar from uh, Minnesota, a representative, originally from Somalia. She's the lady, the representative who wears the uh, the turban uh, all the time, and she's been not just against Trump. She really is anti-American as far as I'm concerned. But but I think she, to the surprise of at least me, she has really disappointed her constituents. And you say, well, why do you say that? Well, over the weekend, they had an Independence Day celebration concert in Minneapolis, and she made a surprise appearance and was greeted soundly with this. Those aren't tears, folks. Okay. I mean, this goes on for another 45 seconds on this tape, and there were other tapes. I mean, there must have been a hundred other tapes on the uh, internet of this booing. Right. They uh, are not pleased with Ilion Omar. She's the... Uh, Representatives who supposedly married her brother to be an American citizen. <laughs> right. Ah, uh, yes. You know, the things you'll do. You know, I, I think the, the, the loudest voice wins. And, you know, you, you go back to January 6th, you go back to the election, you go back to when Trump won. He did win uh, in 2016. We know that. But the cries that we heard for four years, not my president, oh, it's a rigged election, all this and all that. 
And those voices got louder and louder and louder and louder. They didn't get bigger and bigger and bigger, the crowd. They just got louder and louder and louder. And they've been doing that. And I'm hoping that the conservatives, I'm not going to say the conservative right. I'm going to say conservatives. There are conservative Democrats, moderate mm -hmm. Democrats, and conservative and moderate Republicans. And that is your big base out there. That's America. And you need to make your voice known. That's right. Loud, clear, yeah. and in unison. i got to ask a question. The G7, which happened last week, it was held in a resort in the Bavarian Alps mm -hmm. um, that used to be a Nazi military SS vacation camp. It was called Schloss Elmo. And my question is, why would the G7, out of all the places to have a meeting, or I mean, even if it's the most picturesque place on the planet, it used to be a vacation a resort for the SS. You would think that somebody would have said, hey, guys, this doesn't look all that good. You know, maybe we should uh, go to someplace a little more mm, welcoming and and uh, doesn't have that baggage that we have to explain. It used to be an SS uh, vacation resort. Well, James, uh, shame on you for bringing that to everybody's <laughs> attention. I know. And now, now you caught them at that. And uh, for, for those listening... Yes. Have you forgotten the history? Well, that that's the point. You made a very good point before we went on, on the air. They're not teaching the history to our young people. No. So a lot of our young people, it would mean nothing to them. Nothing no. to them. Means nothing to them. As a matter of fact, what they're, they're regurgitating is what they've been taught in school. And all of a sudden, the good of America is now the bad of America. This goes from your physical well-being, to the history of our country, our independence, our rights that are uh, protected under the Constitution, the Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. You know, it, 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 it's everything that they are trying to tear apart. Speaking of the Second Amendment, Charlie Kirk, a uh, conservative pundit, smart young guy, mm -hmm. he was doing a, uh, a lecture, or a, a speech, a personal appearance, I believe in New Mexico, and uh, he was asked about the Second Amendment, and he had such a good answer, I thought we'd take uh, three minutes and play it. If we right. don't make the proper moral argument of why we have the Second Amendment, then we're going to lose this debate. And you have to, it has to be done with precision, so I'm going to do it right now, because the media will always take your words out of context with this. But if you look at the actual original writings of the Founding Fathers, the Second Amendment is not there to hunt deer. It's not even there for family home protection, nor is it there for target practice. It's there if, God forbid, ever, the government got so tyrannical or some power within your country got so powerful, not necessarily a government. It could be a gang. It could be a cartel. It could be a a military group, it could be chaos that you have to be able to protect yourself against a more powerful organization. That's why we have the Second Amendment. Now, the reason that's important is that if we just say it's about personal protection, then they're going to be like, well, then you can just have a pistol or you can just have a shotgun. You have to be very clear. Like you said, the Second Amendment protects the other amendments. And I'll prove it to you, which is, do you think for a second, the 26 million people that were locked down in Shanghai for 100 days, do you think if the people of Shanghai all owned weapons that they would have been locked down? 
No. Your political freedom, your freedom of movement, your freedom of speech is tied to your ability. For all of a sudden, the politicians know that there's a limit that they can't push you too far. Do you think China would have been able to annex Hong Kong, for example, if every single person in Hong Kong had an AR-15 around their back? Not use it. No, they would have been scared and they would have had a negotiation, not a hostage situation. An armed citizenry is the best last reserve we have to be able to preserve self-government. So finally, I'll say this kind of with your point about the Second Amendment um, with going on in Washington, D.C. Um, the far left in Washington, D.C. wants to do everything possibly can to have gun registration and gun confiscation. Why Republicans are going above and beyond for this red flag law thing is crazy. Now, some of you here tonight might say, come on, Charlie, I support red flag laws. I will say this, a majority of people I know that support red flag laws are good people that want them for the right reasons, but I think they're totally wrong. Your intentions mean nothing when it comes to public policy, but I just want to validate most of you that push for red flag laws, you're actually really sweet people. I really, I, I think a lot of, you're not like gun grabbers, you want it for the right reasons, but you're, to, you're totally wrong, so let me lovingly correct you, okay? So, a... A red flag law, okay, would allow anybody that does not like you, former boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, community member, political activist, to flag you without you knowing where a hearing occurs, without you being present, without due process, to take your weapons away and your ability to purchase weapons. Anybody here, anybody here seeing a therapist maybe for anxiety or depression? Red flag. Anyone that might be disagreeable in public or got an argument recently at a grocery store or gas station? Red flag. Anybody put something on social media that could be deemed as if disagreeable? Red flag. Anybody here go to a school board meeting anytime soon? Well, according to the FBI, anytime recently, the FBI calls people that show up at school board meetings domestic terrorists. Red flag. So what they're doing is they're creating a very undefined definition that then could be used to be able to confiscate people's weapons away in a time, by the way, where we might be facing food shortages, fuel shortages, God forbid a summer of riots, and violent crime is going up across America, and it certainly is going up in Albuquerque. If I'm looking at the same, if I'm looking at the correct data, this is the worst time ever to try to institute gun confiscation and gun grabbing in America. And I'm just so repulsed by the Republicans that are putting this forward. And mind you, the bad guys, the criminals, the other side, the opposition, they're not going to worry about uh, whether the gun is registered or not. They're going to have him anyway. He's absolutely correct. And you should write down the name of every Republican who voted for that red flag law that they just passed a little while ago. Right. It's a list of about 13 rhinos, Susan Collins, Mitt Romney, John Cornyn, a whole list, Lindsey Graham, a whole list of, of people that purport to be Republican and also purport, many of them, to be conservative. You can't be conservative and take the, uh, the Second Amendment rights away from people. I don't know how even the law, as they've agreed to, can stand in the Supreme Court. Even if they pass this law, a law that restricts gun ownership, I got a feeling that it's going to be stricken because it, it is a direct violation of the Second Amendment. Absolutely. People got to do their homework anymore. You know, we've learned how to cheat in, in, in the latter years in schools. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, I read the cliff notes and, uh, you know, you can take the test. And if not, you can sit there and Google things. Unfortunately, the cliff notes are written by the left. The Google is controlled by the left. Right. So your, your quick uh, search uh, form of homework is uh, not going to get you the right answer. You've got to dig in yourself. 
And the time to start doing your research, unfortunately, is right now. You can't wait until, yeah, I got to vote tomorrow. Well, let me take a quick look here. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. You know, anybody can write a piece, pro or con, what you, what you stand for and make it make sense. It's interesting. You should mention the, uh, the left and Google. There's a story out over the weekend. What they're doing is if someone does a search for abortion clinics, mm-hmm. uh, they are automatically striking them from their search list so that there's no record, no history of it, so that they can't be accused of, of uh, looking for like an illegal abortion somewhere. That's Google. Now, that's interesting that you mention that because, you know, I, I'm very up on them invading your personal information. And we are a very electronic society. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got uh, Alexa over there. I call it, you know, computer, renamed it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've got the Google device. You've got your, I don't have the smartwatch. Mm-hmm. I had to get a new phone. For whatever reason, it started overheating and, and just, it it, uh, it messed the bed. So I said it was time to get a new phone. Right. So I got a new phone. And when you're setting this thing up, you know, you can't just sit there and take it willy-nilly going, oh, yeah, skip, 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 skip. Don't need that. Skip, skip, skip. And I, when I was doing that, going, you know, I better read that page and a half there that I was going to skip. Yeah. And, and on five out of six of them, it sat there and said there was one box checked already in all of them. Yes. And that was the box <laughs> where I give them the permission sure. to go through the photos in my phone, the yeah. documents in my phone all the personal information and upload it to their cloud in a hidden bunker somewhere where they got every damn thing about me yeah. on file. Well, it's, it's there to help you and make uh, surfing easier and to back up your phone and going back to your, your gun thing. If somebody wanted, if I had a conversation about guns or did a search on guns or anything, mm-hmm. that information would be there and that would be information enough to lock my butt up or take away my guns. Not that I've done any weird searches, I haven't, but I'm just saying, you know, what you could be accused of anything. And think about what you've looked at on the internet. Think about what you've done. Charlie Kirk said, uh, you know, if you went to a psychotherapist or a psychologist or a, a psychiatrist for any kind of personal problem, they could red flag you and pew, no guns. Yeah. For whatever reason. You can be nasty to somebody at a traffic light, you can yell at somebody, a little road rage. You may lose your gun if they recognize you. You may say something at a community picnic that irritates somebody and they report you. And all of a sudden you lose your guns. Just remember, anything out there that has a positive uh, implication, there's also a negative one that goes with it. In other words, video surveillance cameras at an intersection. Sure. All right. It, it, it'll catch the person that really ran the light. You got that. That's a good thing. Yeah. But maybe somebody... Uh, cut you off or you were driving aggressively and you flip somebody off sure. because they were in your way, a little bit of anger. Well, there's your road rage right there. It's caught on video, face recognition, not saying they're doing that, but the capabilities are there. You've got to think about, you've really got to think about your actions everywhere anymore. It's 4th of July. And, uh, I wanted to end with this Orlando, Florida is probably one of the, uh, most American cities in our country. I mean, you would think, and they've benefited by American capitalism big time. I mean, what is, what is in Orlando, Florida? 
Disney. That's right. And what else Mickey. is in Orlando? Universal and MGM. I mean, they're all down there. Yeah. They make millions, make it billions of dollars from revenue. And they should be very happy to be in the U.S. of A. They released a, um, an email, a text to uh, their, their community. And uh, it said this. It's about the fireworks. A lot of people probably don't want to celebrate our nation right now, and we don't blame them. When there is so much division, hate, and unrest, why on earth would you want to have a party celebrating any of it? The email said. The email concluded by saying, Yes, America is in strife right now, but you know what? We already bought the fireworks. <laughs> As if to say, What the heck? We'll do it anyway. So naturally, a lot of people got ticked off and responded. The Fraternal Order of Police Lodge 25 down there uh, issued a statement uh, very upset at the comment. So they, uh, they came back with a kind of apology, but not a real apology. We value the freedoms we have in this country and are thankful to the men and women who have fought and continue to fight for those. We take pride in celebrating the 4th of July to express our gratitude to those men and women and honor the country we live in. That was their retraction slash apology. But the first thing, you wonder, what fathead, what doofus in the Orlando uh, you know, public relations office would issue such a stupid text email? You know, I mean, you would think, wait a second, we're sending this to, to the community. Even if it were... Um, even, heck, even if it were San Francisco, there are still some conservatives in, in uh, isolated pockets in San Francisco. You would think you'd be a little, you'd have some deference to them. You would, you'd take them into consideration and not be so nasty. In Orlando, they just came out and made a, a statement that assumed that everybody thought that America stunk, essentially. And mm -hmm. uh, they were surprised at the response. And that's Orlando, Florida. I mean, folks, have you been to Disney World? Have you seen how much money that city makes? How many people visit Orlando all the time? Well, oh. they're, it's the crowd that they hang with. You hang with a certain type of people. You reflect that certain type of attitude and mood. Uh, I would tell those people there at Disney, get out in the real world. I would tell yeah. the people in Philly, D.C., New York, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Get out into the suburbs, yes. get out into the country, the real world, get into the breadbasket of America. Yes. And the, maybe you might sit there and start to go, ooh. The Wyoming's, the South Dakotas, I was going to say Minnesota, but most of, you know, a lot of Minnesota is conservative. It's, oh, just, yeah. it's just the cities that are, it's like Pennsylvania. They call Pennsylvania, Alabama, sandwiched between uh, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. You know, that's where they, they say that derogatively about the about Pennsylvania because there are a lot of conservatives in the middle of Pennsylvania. Yeah, and conservatives tend to when that woke crowd comes in, that lefty crowd comes in because they they drive through and they go, "Oh, how nice it is. People are friendly here. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's beautiful here. We ought to move here." And then they bring their croonies with them and they're yeah. going, "Well, you know, we have a better way of doing things. Let us just change it all for you." Yeah. <laughs> and then they turn it into a septic tank and you know, the, the good people go, and then they're going, oh, this place wasn't so great after all. Well, so you, darn good thing we came here. You got you got to look at Texas. A lot of people who are native to Texas are saying, look, at, if you're coming from California, you're welcome, but don't bring your politics. 
Well, don't the wrong thing apology. they should said right there. Sometimes you shouldn't put out the welcome mat. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that's all. Well, it is Fourth of July. We have done it. Uh, I'm going to break out the barbecue stuff and start getting ready for uh, the celebration. Hopefully, the neighborhood will have some fireworks and we can enjoy the holiday. And I hope you enjoy the holiday, my friend. You're going to go to a little fireworks celebration tonight? Actually, I can do it. I live out in the country. I'm in this valley swath, mm-hmm. you know, that the, in the swath. Well, there's a mountain behind me, but there's one ahead of me. And ironically, every year, even though I went to a fireworks show on Saturday, mm-hmm. every year there's dueling families on each side, you know, end of the mountain, I should say. And so they have a contest and <laughs> they each put about 25, 30,000 bucks worth of fireworks on each side. So, yeah. you know, they, they save this money up every year and they buy all this stuff and they stockpile it. And then one will shoot off a, a barrage of fireworks, you know, exploding in the sky. And they do it for about eh, 15 minutes. Then the other side goes. Well, they then do- after they're done, the other side goes. And you got a two-and-a-half-hour fireworks show. <laughs> they so- do that in my neighborhood, too. And that, I will literally sit on my back porch uh, with a cold drink in hand and enjoy a spectacular fireworks display that is probably set off about 200 feet away from my house. So... Um, yeah. it, it'll be amazing and it's supposed to be a perfect night for it. Yes, it is. And by the way, careful what you drink tonight. It may affect you tomorrow Why because of CERN, the, uh, the, the collider? collider. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they shut that down a few years ago. Oh yeah, I know. And because, you know, that's the thing that smashes the atoms. Right. Uh, they, they said, we want to go subatomic and get into the inner verse. And so they retooled everything, and they said, well, we don't know what's going to happen when we fire it up. Oh, by the way, they're firing it up. Uh, what is it, 7 a.m. Uh, Eastern time tomorrow? So it ought to be getting up to speed around 10 a.m. when they, <laughs> they actually live stream it. This can open up a black hole. And we don't know what happens when a black hole is open. It can also mess with your mental abilities because of how it operates. We don't know what it's you know, well. Bill, all I can we don't say know. Is, they don't know. Why don't these things ever like instead of messing with my mind, why don't they like make me like thirty years younger? You know, <laughs> I mean, well, that, 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 that I would like. I mean, it it does mess with time and space. I Ooh. mean, you could you could wake up tomorrow, Jim Harrington. I could be thirty five again. Yeah. Well, no, you could be in a diaper by five. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, have a happy, have a, that's a thought. Have a happy 4th of July, my friend. We'll see you tomorrow. I didn't say you'd be young, just yeah, in a yeah. diaper. I know, the thought of a diaper. Hey.